0: Hey, welcome to another episode of Film or Foe with your favorite movie podcast duo, Nick and Skylar. Yes, we're back again, and we've got a pretty good movie for you guys this yes. this day, week? This today? You know, time is, you know, a concept. Uh, but we're pretty excited for this movie because it has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 91%, and this week's movie is Spike Lee's first film, She's Gotta Have It.
1: She's Gotta Have It. So uh, once again, in Film or Foe, what we're going to do is we're going to watch the movie and we have watched the movie. Then we're going to rate the movie. But before we rate the movie, we're going to review the movie. And once we review the movie, then we rate the movie. And then we tell you whether or not we should recommend this film to a friend or a foe. Um, so like Scholar said, she, she's got to have it. Um, Spike Lee's first film, a Spike Lee joint. So uh, yeah, let's get into it.
0: All right. So let's go with the synopsis. Beautiful, this is based off of uh, Rotten Tomatoes, Um, beautiful Nola Darling, played by Tracy Camilla Johns, can't decide which kind of man she wants to date, so she decides to date three men at the same time, like one does. The first is Greer Childs, played by John Canada Terrell, a rich, handsome narcissist. Then there's Jamie Oliver Street, played by Tommy Richmond Hicks, a stable, overprotective alpha male. Finally, there's Mars Blackman, played by Spike Lee, a timid geek with a heart of gold unfortunately while each suitor has its virtues uh darling can't seem to make up her mind so first spike lee movie let's get into it so she's got three dudes yep who
1: may or may not know about each other i think they do yeah, they they, do.
0: they definitely do they, they definitely <laughs> do <laughs>
1: uh fighting for the you know the love and the the coochie of uh miss
0: nola darling so uh yeah i thought i kind of enjoyed this movie it's like I just felt like it had it was a good storyline and it's kind of relatable to I guess the experiences that me not personally having but at least people that I've known had and mm-hmm. to me I felt like this was very much kind of like a feminist movie. Um not all Spike Lee's mm-hmm. are kind of feminist in that way. They kind of don't really support the women and what exactly that they want to do, but this specific movie I was like, yeah, this I could consider this maybe a feminist film.
1: Yeah, for sure. No, that, I think that that was really from what I gathered, what was his whole point? Uh, It's kind of like the duality of, so men can have all these women, you know, and and be okay with it, but women can't, you Mm -hmm. know, it's essentially flipping that on its head. So, um, so another theme, you know, of course was love and romance and, you know, everything in between that. Um, It was a romantic dramedy, I guess what they called it. (laughs) So um, there was a lot of, a lot of, uh, you know, humor here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were also some, some, some serious, of course, very serious uh, aspects of the movie. Um, yeah, women's empowerment, feminism. Um, and I like, I really, 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 really like how this was, of course, a it was a black film, mm-hmm. but it was not rooted in black trauma.
0: Yes, for sure.
1: We'll get into it later, but there was trauma involved, of course, but it's not specifically black trauma. Like this... Any, any parts of the movie could have been experienced by any culture, any race. Um, however, uh, but there were black elements, of course, mm-hmm. like, like jazz, like there were, you know, they were in Brooklyn. Um, but just because it was, it had an all black cast didn't mean it had to be about slavery and racism and all that. So Right.
0: And I think, really like, love that. In, in general, a lot of Spike Lee's films aren't necessarily rooted in black trauma. They just, or they, it's more like black experiences, not necessarily the trauma kind of mm. aspect of it. Um, but this was like, I felt like in in general, like this movie was really good about like conveying each story, each character's kind of storyline, and how Nola has kind of like kind of got herself in this weird weird kind of situation that like she she doesn't mind it, but also she's like I don't know what I should do, kind of moving forward, and right. her the way that she kind of goes about and trying to make those decisions. And, like, how she kind of, like, weighs the pros and cons of each guy. And especially, like, when she's with those guys or when she's with another guy and she's thinking about another guy. And she's like, Mm -hmm. well, what would I do differently if so-and-so were here? Um, Or things like that. But I will say she is, like, very daring in how she kind of goes about in terms of, like, communicating her feelings with all these guys. I honestly... If mm-hmm. I was in her position, I would not have brought all my boyfriends together for a dinner together. <laughs> that wouldn't that wouldn't have been it for me. Um but, you know, to each their own, I guess. So, but I I I got to respect her for that cuz that was something that I wouldn't have um thought of it in, in general.
1: Yeah. She was like, "Yeah, might as well y- y'all are going to find out about each other sooner or later or you know, meet each other, so might as right. well have it on purpose." Like that was some that was definitely respected for that. Mhm i don't know if i would do that but (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so i guess we can go ahead and uh get into the movie um so the movie starts off of course the, the entire movie black and white except for i think one one or maybe two scenes just one one scene one scene okay so entire movie black and white um but before we get into the actual scenes of course we go through the the uh The Spike Lee-esque film, Um, I guess his own personal uh, touch on films where he has the uh, black photography and Mm -hmm. takes the images of uh, people at that time or um, tries to convey a message with his image and kind of get you in the mindset of, okay, this is kind of like a timepiece, you know. Right. Um, So. Then there's this like Star Wars scrolly effect of uh, the Zer- Zer- Zora ne- wow. Zora near wow Neal Hurston quote okay. <laughs> from Their Eyes Were Watching God. Um, and the quote goes, Ships at a distance have every man's wish on board. For some, they come in with the tide. For others, they sail forever on the horizon, never out of sight, never landing until the watcher turns his eye away in resignation his dreams mocked to death by time. That is the life of men. Now women forget all these things they don't want to remember, and remember everything that they don't want to forget. The dream is the truth, then they act and do things accordingly.
0: Kind of like how in um, Zora Neale Neale Hurston's novel, it kind of starts that perspective on gender differences and how it's more acceptable for men to do certain things rather than women to do certain things. And the actual book, Their Eyes Were Watching God takes place in the, from the perspective of a woman who essentially kind of goes about her own kind of love life with like three different um, relationships that we have, that she has with three different men and how she kind of like those perspectives of those relationships and how the differences between them um, with throughout and like what she can and can't have with these typi- typically types of relationships. And it kind of like the, and it essentially the passage um, kind of foreshadows like the overall, um, the movie's overall thematic like concerns, like the statement about mm-hmm. women is like bra- proud about and defiant saying that they're um, saying that men will never reach their dreams while women can control their wills and chase their dreams. And throughout the, like the novel and as well as in the movie with, um, with nola she um uh, along with jamie who who is the main character in the novel um their eyes were watching god uh, they both kind of like act in this notion and they kind of battle um and struggle in terms of like chasing their dreams and making the decisions that they want to make without like a lot of influences on other people or um just like on the outside world
1: mm-hmm. and i think some people would see that as as like self-centered but really that's you know that's who you are like mm-hmm. if, if that's if you're doing something that you like to do and of course a safe and upfront manner as she was, then, Hey, that's, that's your business. Yeah. You know, like it's who, you know, that's, that's breaking society kind of like societal norms, but it's also like, you know, why isn't this already the norm?
0: Right. I mean, in the film, um, Nola, she wasn't hurting anyone. She wasn't lying to any of the guys. She was right. upfront with them. She was like, I'm also dating this, this guy and this guy and well, she for never the most part. yeah for the most part and she never said <laughs> i didn't have feelings for any of these guys so it, it's almost on the i mean i could see why the guys were probably like very peeved about this but also i was like she was like <laughs> upfront with you so she has she can make the decisions that she wants to make and it's also your decision to still stay in that relationship with her if you didn't want to be i guess considered like first or second or third choice
1: yeah Given, like, the theme of the movie and everything, do you think the, the black and white, uh, like, do you think it was enhancing the film or do you think it, like, took away from it?
0: I think it, the, I think the black and white enhanced the film. It kind of made you more focus on, it's made you stop focusing on what people, like, look like or what they dress like. And everything mm-hmm. kind of, like, put everything, like, in that visual kind of sense, kind of gave everything, like, that standardized format in a way. And then it made you focus more on the actual characters and what they were saying to each other and how they interacted with each other rather than what it looked like that they were doing.
1: hmm I completely agree. I really like the cause at first I was like, dang, is this whole thing gonna be in like black and white? Like mm-hmm. am I really like about to watch this whole movie? And, you know, then as it kept going, I was like, Okay, well, I'm actually, you know, listening and paying attention to the words and I'm actually like understanding uh i guess more of the the plight of it than looking at like oh this is the background this is looks so cool like this is you know the the colors here what they're wearing all that but i think it like you said it did make it more this is the focus of the issue this is the quote-unquote problem and this is you know or the situation rather Mm -hmm. um instead of paying attention to all the superfluous things so uh I guess, so the movie starts off with um a sex scene out the gate. <laughs> uh basically her and uh uh Jamie. Yes. Mr. What's his what's his last name? Overstreet.
0: Yeah, her that Jamie the way I saw it like the film was Jamie was on in her list of ro- in her in her, on her roster list Jamie was number 1 and <laughs> she then was one, for sure. Yeah, and then it just like went back and forth between Lars and um and greer as who was two and three but i felt like mm-hmm. lars was more likely as two and then greer was number three just because he was like kind of a narcissist and kind of selfish
1: yeah yeah jamie was a lebron and then uh, Le- uh mars was probably like d wade and then chris bosh was greer yep. <laughs> so hey in the end they went they won a championship so hey yeah it all worked out <laughs> um so yeah, I, the, the one thing about like sex scenes about like in uh, oldish movies kind of like that, like around that time frame, there was always like 20 million candles in the room mm-hmm. and I could not stop looking at them like, you know that that was a fire hazard. <laughs> like, yeah,
0: Like you're like, just like, oh, this would be romantic, but also you're like, oh, this feels like something's going to catch. Like this could right. be a mood killer easily.
1: And that's a lot of money
0: yeah like how how much can
1: like i know it probably wasn't like yankee
0: doodle candles but like a couple of minutes or whatever you know however long people do what they do uh of fun (laughs) and all of a sudden your house is on fire
1: right like you know that's that's a problem for another day i guess or another another conversation i guess so just had to point that out (laughs) (laughs) so after the sex scene then we meet uh her old roommate clarinda um is that am i saying it right clarita clarinda bradford i think so
0: i, I think spike so. lee's sister yes
1: <laughs> uh played by joy lee mm-hmm. and she said that she moved out because there were too many men coming in and
0: out and everything you got three boyfriends what's gonna happen
1: fair enough <laughs> do you do you uh if you were in that situation if you were the roommate would you like would you have a problem with that would you like move out immediately
0: I don't know I mean I think I would probably be more perturbed if I would have to hear it on a regular basis Fair but enough. like <laughs> if you're paying your bills your room is your room you're keeping it in your room and not in the in the shared spaces do what you got to do um and everything would be fine but also I'm like I personally don't really like living with people because of that because I'm like <laughs> well I don't like my door opening in and out of all the time like you're you're wasting my AC like that um so I I probably would have just started with not moving in with her if I knew that was gonna be <laughs> right a starting thing off
1: point right.
0: Yeah, um, but but she was just I mean, I could see moving out, right. Yeah, I could see why she would want to move out because sometimes it can be kind of awkward like yeah. hey, you're coming out and all of a sudden you just see a, a random guy just leaving your friend's room. And the next mm. day, you're like, oh, it's a different random guy leaving my friend's room. Okay, cool. <laughs> so you're like, I, am I an accomplice in this or, or what? Like, I can see why she would move out.
1: Yeah. Uh, I Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's it's your space, too, basically. Yeah. Um,
0: I think I would feel even more weird if they were always in, like, the shared spaces together.
1: Right, right. But then if you're, like, in a college dorm where it's, like, two people in a room it's really not anywhere you can anyway go. no <laughs> no
0: but even then i'm just like cheese. yeah Ugh. it's
1: a little different um so after yeah. that then we go through like the the men versus dogs montage where like all the dudes are doing like this cheesy pickup line um, mm-hmm. which i think is really funny because she ends up falling for like the most i wouldn't say the most cheesiest but it's the most like mellow romantic line from jamie
0: I mean, do pickup lines ever have any plot to them? They just pick up. (laughs) Right, right. So
1: But I guess maybe it was it was probably in the in the way that it was presented, the way that it was said and the way that he came across. So I could understand that.
0: Right. From Nola's perspective, I kinda I kinda understand her and like kinda understand like well not kinda but I do, but like kind of that interaction that you will have that you have with different types of men and like getting to know them i guess not even really getting to know them but them approaching you for the first time Mm -hmm. and you not really sure exactly where that's gonna go or if it'll be a positive or a negative kind of interaction Mm -hmm. that's what i thought of when it came to like those pickup lines because i personally like don't like them because they never really turn out (laughs) to be positive interactions they're just like okay like hey Here's a pickup line. And I'm like, I'm just trying to get gas. Please don't talk oh, to me. Oh, at like, a gas I, station? I, like, oh, no. Yeah, no. Like, yes. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> no, nothing ever good happens at an interaction at the gas station.
0: Yeah. So that's why I guess that was my personal opinion of that scene. But, yeah. I mean, not everyone experiences that. And I hope not a lot of people continue to experience that.
1: It's kind of funny, though, because, like... The way Jamie gets her is like he he basically follows her, but she's also following him. And then they Mm -hmm. when they finally meet, it's like, oh, you were following me. Oh, I was like, what? (laughs) Yeah. Like like, I can see how that can be viewed as cute. uh, But at the same time, stranger danger. Like, what are you doing?
0: Yeah. Like, can you not stalk me? I don't care what you look like. Let's not do that. If you want to talk to me, just talk to me. Let's not follow me to my house.
1: And I feel like the person who doesn't look like they're supposed to be following you like is like the, the worst type like uh, American Psycho where it's like, oh, this is an outstanding yes. person. Like he would never do it. Like, no, <laughs> does not seem to fit the bill. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but after that, then uh, after we we Jamie meets uh, Nola, then we meet Mars, which Spike Lee mm-hmm. film. Uh, what's, what's your opinions on Mars?
0: I felt like Mars was pretty cool, but I guess, I guess from my perspective, he seemed like kind of corny in a weird way. I don't know how to explain it. I'm just like, I guess like if I were in her position, it would just be like, oh, that's a cool friend. Not necessarily someone I would date. Um, But I felt like the character of Mars did so well that Spike Lee was also able to use the Mars character in like Jordan commercials. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was cool.
1: I, th- he re- I think he really like, did kill that character,
0: like, yeah. Yeah, he did really well with the character. And he mo- typically, anytime Spike Lee inserts himself into one of his movies, he does pretty well with the character. Mm. And because, well, he most, 90% of the time he's probably written it and knows exactly what he wants to do with the <laughs> character um, and how it portrays to the rest of the plot line. So I felt like he did a good job in, in that aspect because you kind of like see Mars and you're just like, I really like this guy, but also you're like, I kind of like Jamie a little bit better because I feel like he might be a better fit for her. And Mars just seems a little bit more, like, on the immature kind of side.
1: Yeah. And I think that's what he was trying to portray, right? Like, the immaturity of him. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he was, you know, like, funny dude. Like, definitely corny. But, again, by design. And I think that was just, like, like you said, like, that's, he's the side piece. Like, he's, like, you know, he's just there for entertainment. And, you know, if you need a little pick-me-up, nothing serious, though. So, um, but yeah, I, I really do think that Spike Lee, like that, was probably his best character that I've seen him in. Other than like, uh, like in his in his movies, um, I'd say like Malcolm X, like his character Malcolm X was 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 like comparable, but he didn't have like a, a biggest role um, as Mars. Mm-hmm. So um, I really like Malcolm. That's probably my favorite Spike Lee film. Um, but who yeah, doesn't like?
0: I, I like I that one too. I mean. If you don't like Denzel, like, we have a conversation. (laughs) But I actually personally think, like, out of Spike Lee's movies, I think School Days is probably just the funniest to me. Well, maybe not even the funniest, but, like, the most enjoyable to watch. Really? Okay. Just for, like, various reasons. I think it's just kind of, like, interesting how he kind of portrayed, like greek life in that aspect and like the overtopness of it and like how he kind of portrayed like the um light skin versus dark skin debate mm-hmm. which still goes on today but at the end of the day all black women are beautiful so there's no real reason Facts. to have this debate anyway but it's still comp- like you're still able to utilize the themes from that movie to in today's college town ta- in today's college times
1: i don't know i got some words for for school days i got some words but we, we oh, go okay. we could <laughs> put that
0: we could put that in a different movie right <laughs>
1: Uh okay so different podcast. So next we 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 learn about Opal um and her uh I guess her friendship with or relationship I don't know with uh Nola um and so Opal goes and helps when she's sick and that's when you mm-hmm. see like the the kind of like the gears of jealous Jamie start to turn and that in and of itself is like you could tell something was like what's up with Jamie you know it's like like it was was like a too good to be true type of thing you had you knew something was like a little bit off and that that little bit of jealousy like you know Mm -hmm. the green monster
0: i mean yeah i feel like opal opal had her own agenda as well but also jamie kind of needed to take a step back because nola had never said it was exclusive to them like you obviously knew she Mm -hmm. was talking to other dudes but i felt like the fact that another woman was trying to come in on nola was, like, really what pushed him over the edge. Which and I was is like, weird, but yeah. Yeah, I was like, there are two other dudes she's talking to, too. Like, right. more aggressively than she's talking to Opal. She doesn't even really like Opal like that. It's just Opal likes her. So I was like, why don't you put some pressure on on <laughs> Greer, and, Greer. Or, or, and Mars? So I don't know what that was about. Um, I think that goes back to his uh, alpha pers- overprotective alpha personality um, which, you know, I, to me, kind of felt like a little bit of a red flag, but yeah, a lot of things, I feel like a lot of random things throughout the, the film were kind of like red flags when it came to like the men.
1: Right. And I think a lot of things kind of have to be put into the, the time perspective since it came out in mm-hmm. 86. I think, uh, you know, homosexuality was viewed much differently, of course, than today. Um, so I think, or bisexuality, any, anything other than, you know, one-on-one, is, is a little bit different. So, uh, or that was thought about a little bit different back then. So True. I think um, that's just, I guess it just needs to be put in the context of, of the movie. Um, yeah. Regardless, he should have been, you know, jealous, sh- shared the same amount of jealousy <laughs> all, all yeah. throughout, um, or not been jealous at all. That would have been fantastic. Anyways, <laughs> so uh, yeah, Opal definitely had her own agenda. Um, Nola wasn't going for it, but hey. You never know. You gotta, you gotta shoot your shot sometimes, you know? So after that happens, then we meet Greer and we're still meeting people throughout this entire, <laughs> uh, yeah. entire movie. And that's what I like about it too. Like it, it's, it was done, like the movie was done in a cinematic way where it's like, uh, it was kind of like almost play format where it's like scene, okay, hard cut, another scene, hard cut. And there were just isolated incidents where you could gather the full picture of everything. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, and then like,
0: there was like those random scenes not even really scenes but I guess those interview moments that they had Mm -hmm. with all the characters that you can kind of see their perspective of like how far like where they where they are I guess in terms of like their interactions with each other and like where they are with like the character development or like where they are with like their thoughts of each other particularly you would see with all the men you would see like their perspectives of Nola and then Nola you would see her perspectives of all the various men's and like all the th- random things that they have done that either impressed her or didn't impress her or like just her random or just her thought process throughout the entirety of the movie.
1: Mm-hmm. I think in how the movie was shot, it's Quentin Tarantino meets Bachelorette. And I think that equals this movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh So yeah, I, I really enjoyed that aspect of it. It was, it was a different, uh, a different pace for, for the movie right Uh, or movies of the type so Greer um complete asshole um Mm -hmm. first and foremost self-centered you know the typical like I'm too good for you like at the end I'm gonna go find me a white woman like type of stuff um I mean it's just Greer Greer is like trying to be something that he's obviously not good enough to be um Mm -hmm you know he wants to be do better for himself he wants to as far as like advance his career and um you know make it all about him but it's it, everything else he just lacks you know
0: yeah and like to me every single time he said oh i can find anybody else in my head i would've been like do it then do it then right. do it then do, do it, it, then. it what what are you why the are doors you to, to me do it walk down like, the stairs, i don't care get do me it car go <laughs> go do it like that that's what nola i think nola should have said be like do it right that that would have been that would have put this feminism over the top do it
1: (laughs) so you gonna jump then jump what you waiting on?
0: (laughs) yeah let me see you do it
1: right yeah i mean all the you know berating that he did and all the just the you know just saying unnecessary comments like you said like uh like even he was getting on her for eating a salad like what yeah that makes no what (laughs) First you say that she's like... Red flag. Yeah, I'm not even gonna get into it. Yeah, he's... All of it was just a red flag, and I really don't know why Nola stuck around, but hey, Nola did what she wants, and you know, that... I can commend her for that. Um, But I feel like Spike Lee... He didn't miss the mark on it, but I feel like he could have gone into like Nola... I guess shutting Greer down more. You know? Mm -hmm. Um, She did a little bit, though, for sure. And was her own person throughout the entire movie which i really liked um but it was like that that little instance was kind of like an inconsistency where it's like uh she i feel like she should have never been around greer to begin with like her personality wouldn't have allowed her to be around him because she's such her own person but who is he to tell her what to do you know
0: yeah i think that she was more likely to, I guess, like bite back at Jamie than she was to Greer. And I was like, why mm. like if anybody if anybody you should be arguing with and like not taking any of their any of their shit is with Greer. The because side piece. Yeah. <laughs> um like I guess like it kinda comes down it comes down to like you kinda you you meet these people like throughout your life and you think that they're gonna have a good impact or they're gonna change you or have some sort of I don't know, like connection with them, so you kind of just stick around just to see what will happen because you're kind of scared that you'll never gonna get that again. But for this particular mm-hmm. instance, she kind of could have left him and she would have been all right. She would have been perfect,
1: perfectly fine. <laughs> yeah. The funny, I think the funniest scene with Greer, well, other than Thanksgiving, when uh, was like when uh, Nola got in the bed, she was just half naked, just waiting on him. This man was folding yeah, his clothes. His clothes, <laughs> bro, are you serious
0: right now? <laughs> yeah i was like oh my gosh she should have just like turned around and been like all right i'll see you later just right, go yeah, ahead you and just done. leave
1: bro M- mood's gone
0: yeah <laughs> no, you like ruined SpongeBob.
1: it two hours yeah. Later. <laughs> later yeah man that that uh, was that took me out yeah i'll be damn if i sit here waiting on somebody to fold it yeah no all right um <laughs> next <laughs> uh so after that after we meet greer um then we meet uh, Sunny, which is her dad. I um, mean, mm-hmm. he's playing he's like a the, the piano bass. player.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh. Well, he played the piano, and I think he also played the bass. He's some sort of, I think, musician or something. Yeah. We didn't get a lot from her dad. Mm-hmm. I think the dad substitute like act as like they are saying that she they had said that like something about like her dad not being around or whatever, or is the reason right. why she acts like Mars this. Mara
1: said that, and then yeah. they were to him is like, okay, I just put. Thanks for putting that together for me. Yeah.
0: yeah. And like, then we seen the dad, the next scene after that, we had seen the dad and the dad was like, no, nah, I was here. I was right. a good dad. And <laughs> it, I'm just like, yeah, Nola just does what she wants to do. Like yeah. she'll, she can have, you can have a good family base behind you. That doesn't mean that you can't do what you want to do. You can't like her. She's essentially like very, like she, the movie is essentially just her sexual liberation. Mm-hmm. And just because your dad is or isn't not around, doesn't mean you can't have that liberation. But again, that kinda of like the way that they kinda of set that up, I guess from the guy's perspective, it goes back to that, oh, men can do all this stuff, but women can't kind of um Yeah thing. The so the quality of man yes. and woman. Yes. So essentially it's like men can do whatever they want, but if women step out of line compared to what men's in society's thoughts are that are about them, then they're instantly considered like whores or sluts or whatever which is not correct they just want women just want to do what they want to do
1: women just want to do and that's yeah i mean everyone should be should have have the the play the role in life that they want to play um, mm-hmm. whether it be a moment in time or your entire life or whatever um you know that you have the right to do that you know mm-hmm. um so yeah so we meet so we meet Sonny we we know that he's uh a good father as well as his wife and like you said she you know just hey she has many passions and um wants to pursue what she wants to pursue yeah. um we also find out she's an, she's an only child which could you know kind of explain why she's never satisfied you know uh shout out to Hamilton
0: um,
1: <laughs> yeah wait it, that
0: was also about us. that was I don't know what that actually that Sam satisfied has nothing to do with what's going on right now but we still appreciate that movie because satisfied the actual song was about how was it angelica Schuyler? she was like dang i low-key kind of like my my sister's man and that's (laughs) not something you should not you you should strive for in the long term
1: both of these characters were never satisfied (laughs) but one in the right way one in the wrong way exactly um, but maybe yeah, the only only child syndrome could be in effect here, you know. Okay, so now we're at her birthday. So Jamie's birthday, no, sorry, not Jamie's birthday, Nola's birthday, and Jamie goes mm-hmm. full out, all out. Mm-hmm. You know. She got He's he, like,
0: I'm gonna impress this girl.
1: Uh, and and impress I feel that he did. <laughs> yeah.
0: Shoot, I would have been it impressed. It was in color.
1: It was in color. Mm-hmm. He he this man brought the color back.
0: <laughs> yes, for that, <laughs> that one scene. And I felt like that was like in terms of like gifts that partners can give their partners for their birthdays. I felt like that was a really good gift to give because it was like a really nice show and it showed that you really cared about them and like it showed that like, Hey, it's just not like money or like, Hey, it's Mm. just dinner or like some sort of jewelry or something like that. It's like shows that like you put in a lot of time and effort to find these people, ask them to choreograph this specific piece have this space laid out in the park so that they could choreograph this piece without any sort of interruptions for the person that you cared about birthday so and it wasn't I felt much, like that was you good know, on Jamie
1: it it was it wasn't too 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 much but it was just enough to where it's like yeah you know i could get some music oh i know this mm-hmm. dancer which you know <laughs> how he knows her is a different story but <laughs> yeah you know, I, I, I know these to people, that. Right. I know these people, you know, like, let me let me see if they can, you know, help me out a little money or whatever. I can you know, I can draw on a piece of paper. I can spell out happy birthday. No, you know, I can get some balloons. It's simple stuff yeah. like that, that, you know, you, you something that no one can really take for granted because you can see all the, the hard work that gets put into it. Um, and the, hard, the thought process of it, like it, it didn't cost a lot of money. It didn't. It didn't kill you amount of time, but it did take some time and it did take some, you know, service on your part. So that's like, that was a really, really good gift. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Shoot. I, yeah. I would love to see a play, play one, play for yeah. two. <laughs> I mean, it's,
0: it's not something that you can like easily replicate, like anybody can replicate. Like that's a very specific right, gift that you had to plan out and get ready for. And it's like not too over the top because some people, they don't like like public displays of eff- affection. Or they might not, not mm-hmm. like, like, those public announcements of love or anything like that. So that's, like, just toned, enough, toned down enough that it's, like, it's nice. And if other people happen to stop by, it's not, like, too wild. And they're not, like, oh, marry me in front of, like, a huge <laughs> crowd, like, on the Jumbotron, which never goes well. Um, so, yeah.
1: <laughs> right. And I think uh, another, like, huge part of, like, giving a gift is receiving the appreciation for it. Um, Mm -hmm. so like when, when Nola asked him like, Hey, like, you know, I can give you half or like I said, I want to pay for half of it. Um, I didn't see that as like a, I didn't appreciate this gift. I saw that as a, like, I really, I, I saw that as her saying how much she appreciated it because she understood the time, the effort and, you know, money that it took to go into it. So I don't know, I guess it could be seen as both ways, but, um, I think, that I would have, you know, I really appreciate her asking, of course, like, no, I'm a, if I pay for it, I pay for it. Um, right. Because I wanted to do it out of, you know, because I I really enjoy your time and and enjoy you as a person. So I feel like that, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say yes, but I do appreciate the thought, you know, agreed. So I think, yeah, that was a really good scene. Um, probably one of, definitely one of my top scenes. Um, so, do we want to get into Panty Man or?
0: Mm. <laughs> I mean, we can. We can. It's our show. So, <laughs> might as well since we're here. Okay. What do you?
1: What do you? If, what are your thoughts on Panty Man?
0: <laughs> what a guy. Uh, well.
1: Did he save you from a burning house, a burning tree, or?
0: Well, no. But.
1: Have you ever seen him do I don't anything even know. heroic? No,
0: no. Um, okay. he he's just a he's just there. That's that's all I can say. <laughs> he's just guy right there. They're, uh, wearing,
1: they're wearing some panties.
0: Yeah. yeah. Anyway, let's. What what, what 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 did you think? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh pants a panty ray like hey man. From <laughs> yeah. Like, like,
1: that's something that you would only see in movies. Because if someone ever did that yeah. in person, get out of my
0: house. <laughs> like, yeah. <what? laughs> Like, why are you here? Right. Bro, just just go to Target. Why, why do you need mine? Bro. Yeah. Okay. We've talked about that.
1: Next. Yeah, that was enough. <laughs> so Nolan Mars get it on. Cool. Good. That's basically all we need to know about that. And that was after Jamie did the whole birthday celebration thing. Um mm-hmm. thought that was interesting. Um, And yeah. that's when. And I think
0: that's. Yeah, I was about to say, I think that's around the time of like when Jamie said, hey, can you pick a guy? Mm-hmm. Like, can you pick one guy to be your guy? and more like that jamie's like you gotta pick me to be your guy because that's what i want and like that that i can understand why he would say that because he did he has put a lot of effort into the relationship um compared to the other two guys but also like when you when you put in effort into the relation into a relationship you gotta see effort being put in by the other person Mm -hmm. and i honestly didn't see that from um nola she kind of just was like yeah well if you like me cool if you want to do this stuff for me cool but that's not a guarantee that she she said she, she never really guaranteed that she was going to re- reciprocate and this do is things very true guys
1: very true she didn't she hey she didn't ask for it they wanted to do it yeah. for her cool thank you i really appreciate it um we still not boyfriend girlfriend you know but yeah <laughs> thanks <laughs> and there's
0: nothing wrong with that i don't think um that's something
1: that jamie has to realize
0: yeah I think it was just perturbed, like, I think Jamie was for, for sure perturbed, and but mm-hmm. she if she never made any sort of movements or, like, actions to say, hey, I want to take this to the next level, there's or there's nothing really he can say to, like, further push her along, because it's her choice. If she mm-hmm. just wants to keep doing this casual sex kind of thing, that that that's what she's got to do. But if he wants to take it to the next um, level, and she doesn't, he can't, like, force her into that relationship. he's At that point, it's like, you kind of just have to do what you need to do for yourself, and probably just yeah. remove yourself from that relationship. He
1: was he was in a relationship in his mind because one of the quotes was, uh you know, he he couldn't see the men, you know, he didn't like seeing the men doing things. Quote doing things to what I thought was mine, and when he said that, like in the little like you know kind of camera booth type thing, straight to the camera, mm-hmm. I went yikes! Like <laughs> literally, like yeah. I said yikes, because like that's just what I thought was mine. You. Don't nobody like you know she's not property exactly um so i i don't know I. I, that's definitely when you could see the the red flag start to pop up everywhere yeah so after that um we get nola visiting with dr jameson because greer for some reason thought that she had a a, was addicted to sex because she had you know only had sex with three guys but okay Mm -hmm. um yeah just we can disregard that because that's just that's whatever. also
0: a red flag right there
1: right and it's like you know she went she went to the the sessions and basically figured out oh these these men they they have a problem it's not me it's yeah. <laughs> so, so there's there's that which is i will say normally the problem nine times out of ten um mm-hmm. so after that then we have an og uh bachelorette power move where nola sits down with all three of them for thanksgiving
0: i gotta get i gotta get my girl props for that i i really do um because that's bold i won't lie and then dinner goes as well as it can when you date three guys at the same time and they all know that you're dating all three guys at the same time <laughs> right and then they they all as well as don't leave nola's house and they all fall asleep in her bedroom dining room <laughs> area in various odd uh, spaces, like on the chair next to her, on her bed, like cuddled up together. Jamie got like it was. Rose it was though. definitely a weird kind of um, event, and I'm very much yeah. surprised that Nola didn't tell them all to go home after dinner because that, that I wouldn't. Uh, or at least tell two out of three to go home. I think they she all, did. I though, guess right? so, and I guess they all said we're not leaving. But also, I've been like you, uh, you need to leave right. this is my house. <laughs> And I'm calling the police.
1: <laughs> I like how she uh or Mars was like not a not even acknowledging Greer. <laughs> like, bro, like yeah. you're not even in our league. It's <laughs> me and Jamie at this but, point. I mean, okay. It really was just between him this and Jamie. So split. he wasn't like wrong.
0: But I guess I mean, right. I guess she liked Greer for a reason. I still really don't know what what reason why she did, but it was a reason.
1: But yeah, that, <laughs> And then they played Scrabble, like after the dinner.
0: Really <laughs> like,
1: pick a pick one more game to insult someone's intelligence, like more than
0: just Scrabble. I think what w- would probably be worse if they were like playing like Mario Kart or something. Like that would be the equivalent of worse in oh in in twenty twenty one.
1: Um, I thought it was funny when they were all saying like what they brought. Like, Greer brought a pie, and then Jamie brought the Martinelli's um and then mars didn't bring anything and i think that thought that was interesting because right here i have uh, a bottle of martinelli's sparkling cider
0: <laughs> why did i think you were gonna pull out a pie i was like oh not you're the g- <laughs> you're the jamie wow. g- of your story
1: <laughs> straight out the bottle i think i had this since uh just like christmas
0: no it's april so i just no. opened it doesn't go bad I mean, it doesn't go bad, but also, like, why didn't you open it earlier than April? You like. Well, I had
1: I had a lot of drinks since then, ma'am.
0: I mean, like a lot it, of cider. I mean, like, yeah, but also, like, how? Why? How does it take you so long to go through one bottle of cider?
1: Well, I had four. That's the but, problem with when you shop at
0: Costco. Oh yeah, you do have a shop. <laughs> it, <laughs> it comes a in Costco a bundle. <laughs> Come on now.
1: <laughs> you get the bundle deal.
0: Oh, and I'm up. Finish one
1: per month. Okay, you, okay. I guess <laughs> that makes more sense. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so uh, after the Thanksgiving, um, then ja- oh, not Jamie. Nola has the dream where you know they she gets set on fire by their uh, potential exes. Girls. Ex, yeah, yeah. Um, I I really haven't really saw, sat down and thought about that dream a lot, and, like what that represented in the movie, like from a Spike Spike Lee's perspective. Did, do you have, like, a, a thought on that?
0: Um, My thought was, like, just based on, like, the, um, the reasonings the woman gave to set her on fire were honestly bad at most. Like, everyone has their own, everyone can do what they want with their own lives. So for you to blame another woman for your man stepping out on you, yes, you can place some of that blame on her, but you can't place all of it on her. Mm-hmm. Like you have to t- make sure like you have to p- place the blame on him as well because he made that decision on, him, on well, himself.
1: The, well, the blame doesn't even get placed on her unless they know or unless she knows that he had that they have men. They ha- Sorry. Yeah. Unless she knows that the men she's sleeping with has women.
0: Yeah, I think that, that that also counts, too. But also, like when you think about it, like in that aspect too, like that man still stepped out on his partner. He could have easily said no, like it's yeah, like it. It's not. It doesn't. It's it's not like she was seducing him into this uh ex- extramarital relationship. It was like hey, it was mostly <laughs> like a conversation. Like hey, you want to hang out later today? And then all of a sudden, but blam bloom, <laughs> cheating. So oh, like man. at that at that point, it's just like. Uh, well, I think everyone like... everyone's kind of take everyone kind of has to take blame blame, but I guess in different um, percentages. So it's not like a hundred percent on her and mm-hmm. zero is on him. It's more like a fifty fifty or at least twenty five seventy five kind of thing.
1: What about twenty six seventy four? Too much? I gotta make sure the no. math
0: is. I got I got make sure the math is correct on that one. <laughs> okay, wait. That sounds correct. Yes. That, okay. Yeah. That sounds right. You sure? Don't don't start making up percentages. Off, don't start making up percentages oh, like that. My apologies. I am I'm on here cal- calculating. Just make sure again. You gotta go <laughs> if you're gonna do some percentages. You gotta go the the correct. It's gotta be like in the thirds or in the fourth. It's gotta be right. It's gonna be a half a
1: third or a fourth.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe anything a fifth. If matter. you give me like the the heads up, then I can c- calculate those fifth percentages. Um, but anything anything else in between is is fair game, and I don't know it.
1: I will do my best to be better. Please do. Okay, so yeah. Well, that dream, I-, I was thinking like... I don't know. Maybe it was like some type of subconscious karma that she was thinking about. Like, because mm-hmm. I was messing with all these men. What if they have other... I don't know. I, I don't really get... Because it really wasn't like a, oh, this could happen to me type of situation. Uh, like, if the roles were reversed. I don't know. It, it just seemed
0: it seemed out of place
1: in a way in a way
0: like i I really don't know what
1: what it represented yeah
0: like i i i also agree with that like i don't exactly know where it falls and like represents but it probably has something to do with like some sort of grief not grief um guilt or maybe like karma kind of aspect of like maybe i shouldn't be doing this Mm -hmm. um maybe i should just be in a monogamous relationship but also like she could have had that dream she was in a monogamous relationship too I was like, you never know, hey, you really like this guy or this girl, but you never know on the side that they could have somebody else and be dating yeah. that person too and saying that they're exclusive with that person and then they're going around and saying to you you're they're exclusive with you. I think that's just a fear that mm. isn't um isn't crazy to have. I mean, mm-hmm. you hope that you go into a relationship and some with somebody, and you hope, like you pray, that they don't have somebody else on yeah, the right. side because <laughs> it really, it really hurts when you find out about that or something like that. And like, mm-hmm. I guess, I guess this in a way that this, I guess, dream could have appeared out at of a, at a thin air as well. Um, maybe it could have just been like a fever dream, and she ate some like bad sushi or something like that could have happened too. Um, that's so. I, I don't know. I Best I don't know exactly know what. The, the overall theme of that dream was and what it was supposed to drive her to do. Cause it, actually I think maybe right after that, she kind of decided that she was going to pick one of the guys, I believe.
1: Well, it wasn't after like, that. It was, yeah. Yeah. After some other stuff, but Hey, if, if, uh, Hey listeners, if you uh have watched this movie recently and want to tell us uh, what you thought about this scene and why it mattered and why Spike Lee felt the need to put it in, uh, send us an email at uh, film or pod at gmail.com or you know just DM us on our uh, Instagram film or pod.
0: yeah we would appreciate it honestly if you are some sort of film analysis and you feel like we are incorrect in all of our stuff let us know I mean we probably don't care but you know we appreciate the, the insight on <laughs> uh, in the long run
1: <laughs> what she said <laughs> uh, uh, okay so let, let's go ahead and you know not really skip, but like kind of get to the, the the crux of everything. So, um, after basically, okay, so yeah, Jamie said two can play that game and starts you know tells her that he's dating the um, the dancer, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, then she feels some type of way. Um, they kind of have a falling out, and at this point, you know, Greer asks her to go on a, a the getaway or whatever, and she's like, mm, nah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but nah. she's still wants to you know be around him so she says she can't stomach that man for two weeks <laughs> like,
0: i mean she's not wrong
1: so because yeah no facts listen. i couldn't stand him for a scene uh, mars <laughs> couldn't stand him right for a, for a night
0: <laughs> yeah mars is like listen if i gotta fight this guy i gotta fight this guy like now <laughs> we're <He he laughs> <said, laughs> later a
1: celtics fan <laughs>
0: It makes it worse. Is like like Spike Lee is a Knicks fan, and I'm just like right. I feel like being a Knicks fan is kind of worse than being a Celtics fan. Like right. he I'm meant a, Neg- that. yeah, like I'm a New Yorker, and I'm just like it's hard being a, a Knicks fan. Like every every season, it's hard. Every single season.
1: Well, be prepared to be that way till the day you die.
0: Yeah, we um. yeah. <laughs> that's that's the life I gotta live. But
1: anyway, continue on. I just want them to get one before Stephen A. dies. Um, mm-hmm. That would be a good day. That would, that would be, I would like to see that day. Um, yeah. So all this, all this stuff happens and we get to the point where we find, uh, Nola all alone. And she's like, Oh man, like I could, I could use some, some stuff right now. Like I could use, yeah uh, you know, some, some Dick and appreciation. Um, she's like, let, so, me call.
0: let me, let me open up the roster
1: again. Right. Um, so she, of course she calls Jamie And Jamie's, you know, busy with, with his dancer person. Um, (laughs) and you know, he's in bed with her and everything. And he eventually, well, she basically just says there's an emergency and he goes, okay, what does that have to do with Lido? (laughs) Um, Yeah. but after some convincing, he of course goes there. Um, and he, what did he say? He said like, um, he told his, his person, like a friend is in need, (laughs) I keep yeah. saying his person. I, like, like, yeah. I don't want to call Wait, him, like, girlfriend. But, yeah. uh,
0: his person. We, we could just say his person for, for now. Yeah. Not even really yeah. his person. The person he just happens to be right. in this particular situation with at that particular time.
1: Yeah. Um. So, of course, he goes over and, um, you know, we're just going to say trigger warning <laughs> here. Um, this, this is a very... This scene is very... <sighs> It's, it's so much different from the rest of the movie mm-hmm. that it took me out of what, like, like I was just like, wait, what's going on here? Like, it was very... Uh, graphic. Unnerving, I guess. Gra- graphic yes. for sure. Um, so basically, you know, she wants to, um, you know, have lo- make love with him and tells him that, you know, she loves him and everything. Jamie's like, oh, I'm sick of it. you playing too many games with me, so... Uh, I'm just gonna take whatever I can. So instead mm-hmm. of making love, then he, you know, roughly uh, has sex with her, and you know, it's it's you know, she mentions it later on as a near rape, but you know, it it looked like it 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 was basically rape. It was that's what it was. Yeah. Um. So there's no beating around the bush on on that, but it's like that's the problem when you have. Someone who feels so entitled that he can have what is his, or he he thought that, right? He thought that that was mine or whatever. Like, no, like, that's no, yeah, it's not yours. And it's, it's such, it's, it was so different from the rest of the movie. I was just like, damn, like, this is (laughs) some real shit. Um, yeah,
0: and what's weird, what I think what makes it even worse is like, one, that's a big red flag for NOLA, just like. To me that was a big red flag. Um and that's, that's not even a flag she, at that point. That's that's a court sentence. You you need to never talk to this man again. Yeah. Right. Like if you were to if you were to say this to your friend and to your like best girlfriend, or like if you if it the roles were reversed and you were to say this to you, like one of your best friends, one of your guy friends, both people, if they were good friends, they'd have been like, All right, you need to not talk to this person again because this is not a healthy relationship which it is not. Right. Um, but what even worse, I think is like that she went back to him and I know this is supposed to be a romantic dramedy, but also I was like, this is not romantic anymore. Um, and she went with him on the, um, on the notion of that she would be celibate in their relationship while they, I guess, built it, which also doesn't feel like a good way to start a relationship. I mean, like that's totally not normal, but the way that they kind of started it and the way that it I guess the the beginnings and the way that it kind of came to that conclusion is not healthy in itself in a in a sense. Um, so yeah, I I think that that's when she starts saying that she's gonna commit to this one guy, and then she thinks that her sexual activity pretty much committed her like prevented her from committing to one guy. So she kind of just starts being celibate. Um, mm-hmm. And originally, Jamie says, "No, we're not doing that." um and eventually he's like well I've been trying to get with this girl for a minute so I guess I'll agree with it which also again this is not a very healthy relationship so please no one strive to have any of these relationships um that Nola and her partners have because they are not really healthy um and then they like reunite and then eventually I think that she reveals that her celibacy and like her wanting to get back with Jamie was like a moment of weakness and eventually she's like I don't really want to be with him and I don't really Mm -hmm. feel like being celibate. And I think that comes to, that's the conclusion of the film. And then she finally has this kind of like epiphany of like, I can kind of do whatever I want with my body and I don't have to like bother or not really bother, but I don't have to value myself based on like the men in my life. And I don't have to like make the decisions based on the men in my life. Like the, those decisions that I make with my body and like my relationships are my decisions.
1: Right. But See my thing is, I, that realization shouldn't have had to come through such a traumatic event.
0: You yes, know? agreed.
1: That I think, and, and here's the thing: um, I've been fighting with myself. Like, did that scene need to be in this movie, or mm-hmm. be, or did it like, or did I just not like the scene, like for what it is, you know? Um, so I, 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 I really don't know. Who how to address that because, like, I want to say, oh, man, this is a, a really great movie, but it's just, like, and it addresses real things, and this is something that is, you know, real and happens, but it, does it need to be in a film, and do, do I need to, you know, watch it in such a graphic manner? Now, again, this was film in, in 1986. You know, I wasn't born. My dad was in college. <laughs> I mean, like, our oh, we parents even were in college. Thoughts, bro. Right, right. We were, you know, just speckles on the horizon of life and <laughs> basically we you know we, we got to put things back into that contents now i will say uh context now we'll say that um i see a, a quote from spike lee after like af- and this is a 2014 interview with the huffington post spike lee said that he regretted including the scene in which ja- mm-hmm. jamie rapes nola he explained if i was able to have any do-overs that would be it it was just totally stupid. I was immature. It made light of rape, and that's the one thing I would take back. I was immature, and I hate that I did not view rape as the vile act that it is. Um, so even Spike Lee, of course, understands that it's it's a much more serious thing than a one off scene. And mm-hmm. you know, I I think the movie stands up for you know for for what it is as a whole. But I I could do without the last twenty minutes. That's what yeah. I'm
0: saying. I, I agree with that. And I think that Nola already came to that conclusion probably in the beginning of the film. and that she, she already was, knew it. <laughs> yeah. It's so like, she didn't need to have this, I guess, experience, which is really traumatic, to be honest. Um, experience mm-hmm. happened to her for her to realize, Hey, I don't need any men to decide what I should do with my body and how to do with it. And I think what's even, um, I think what makes the film pretty good is, well, not that scene particularly that kind of like makes it not great. Um, but that fact that she kind of like comes to this conclusion that at the end of the movie, she's with no one. She decides I'm going to bed by myself because that's what I yeah. want to do instead of picking any other guys to go to bed with.
1: Hmm. I thought that was a great. Great ending. As far as that, that, the, yeah. Going to bed herself. Yeah. Um, okay. So oof, that was a lot.
0: Yeah. I guess that's what happens when we pick good movies. <laughs>
1: right 91 Mm percent
0: um
1: okay so what was your your best give me your best scene and your best character
0: uh i would say my favorite scene gotta be the scrabble scene just because that 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 entire setup i was like that was just funny (laughs) um and i think i don't really think i have a favorite character i think each character is interesting but also like difficult at the same time i think as a whole, I probably would have hung out with any of these people. Like where I am in my life now, I'm just like I don't think I would have hung out with anybody. Maybe I would have hung yeah. out with Mars, but that's probably about it. But I guess in the <laughs> right. Mars is
1: really inconsequential in the end. He was just a squirrel trying to get a nut
0: for Yeah. Um, maybe I would have hung out with Nola, Um, but it would have been more like an acquaintance kind of hang out, not like we hang out all the time kind of hang out. Um, but yeah. That I guess that's how I think about it. I definitely probably would have avoided jamie like, i would have gotten like met him and then i would have like avoided him easily like towards the mm-hmm. further ha- like the longer i knew him i would have been like all right i don't need to be friends with this guy and i definitely feel like uh greer would have been one of those guys so i'm like dang i just keep running into this man and i really just can't stand him <laughs> um, can't get away fast yeah. Enough. yeah he so would have been so, one of those so guys who's your favorite um probably favorite is probably mars just because he's just like real okay he's real chill He's kind of a, nut, a, a nutty kind of character, real goofy. Um, he kind of had like a pure yeah. kind of heart, but also like I, also on the long term, I was just like, yeah, you're just a side character.
1: <laughs> he is he's big sidekick energy. Yeah, uh, my my favorite character is Nola. Um, I think throughout, I mean, it's 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 kind of a cop out picking the main character as a favorite character, but it's like throughout the movie, she was just very uh, she, she was with always within herself. Um, she had realizations here and there about who she was. But at in the end, I think, you know, the dad mentioned she was always going from one thing to the next, you know, um, as far as like activities and stuff. So that's her nature. And like, she knew her nature very well. She was like, okay, yeah, that's what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think she thought there was a problem with the problem with that. And you know, there isn't, and I'm glad she didn't. Um, she was always up front, like you said, always, you know, honest and in making sure everyone knew the situation. So I, I she was just a well rounded character. I and every character has their, their flaws. She wasn't perfect, but I mean, for the most part, she was just like, Yeah, th- this is this is what it is. <laughs> right. And she continued to be that way. So uh favorite scene, yeah, Thanksgiving. Just the whole Thanksgiving scene. <laughs> that wasn't only in there for comedic effect. I love it um my favorite line was <laughs> when greer went he said how much longer must i tolerate these ignorant low-class ghetto
0: Negroes?" yeah <laughs> honestly i feel like greer was kind of like the worst character but also he had like some of the best <laughs> one-liners you're just like what yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: i'm gonna start saying that my friends <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man he was kind of wild just like it's just unrelated to this entire movie, but I was thinking about this earlier. But it's like, you're the main character of your own story. And then you're the side character in everybody else's. Mm. Yeah. It's just, I guess, mm. it depends on, like, what type of side character you are. Are you, like, a side character that's always there for the quest? Or are you the side character that, you know, you do random sort of activities with kind of thing? Like, when mm-hmm. you think about, like, so, for, like, example, like, me and my sister... I feel like she's the I mean like I feel like that I'm the main character of my story but I definitely I know I'm the side character in her story but also I'm like Mm. I think I'm a side character that also does like that we do stuff all the time together and I feel like that should be that would I would think that that would be the side that I would be also the side she would be the side character in my story (laughs) Uh, i'm getting confused but anyway we're the side characters to everybody else's stories but the main character to our own and everybody else is a side character to our own story because at the end of the day you care about it but also it's like it's not gonna super affect me because it's not my life decisions kind of thing that's a great point you you ever tried going into psychology i thought about it but also i was like i think i'm gonna do business instead and use capitalism (laughs) to my advantage
1: I need a psychiatrist. I, I need Sky, Sky, Doctor Sky,
0: <laughs> come into Listen, your office. Coming to an office near you. Let me <laughs> let me go back to school and let me let me catch these degrees.
1: Facts. Um. Okay. So, given that, what would you rate it, and would you recommend it to a film or foe? I
0: wow, think, a friend or
1: foe.
0: <laughs> I mean, if I got to recommend it to a film, I figure I could figure it out how to do that too. Um. Uh, to begin, nice. I would definitely recommend it to a friend Um, because I think a foe wouldn't appreciate the movie that it was. And mm. I think I would probably rate this probably like a B plus. And I think it does deserve that 91%. But I guess like me personally, I would probably rate this a B plus. Like, like I said before, this isn't my favorite Spike Lee movie um mm-hmm. like I feel like Malcolm X said school days are a lot better than this movie but I do like the movie that what it is and the story that it portrays and the characters that develop from this story
1: dude we're we're in tune <laughs> I'm I also rated it a b plus <laughs> <laughs> yeah man it's like it it was so it originally was an a for me um and then I started thinking more about it afterwards and just thinking about like the last, you know, the, the the last few scenes and everything. And I was just like Sigh. it was so good up until yeah. you know, up until then. So I was just like Sigh. I would recommend the first, you know, first what, eighty minutes of it? Eighty yeah, it yeah, ninety minutes of it to a uh, to a friend. Mm-hmm. And uh I wouldn't recommend it the the last twenty minutes to anybody, friend or fro. Oh, okay. Um, it would just, yeah, I just, yeah. So <laughs> I really liked the lighthearted humor that it was. And again, I liked that it was all black, you know, all black cast and it wasn't dealing with black problems. Um, it was just a story that was being told, um, with people who looked like me. Um, so I really enjoyed that. Um, and of course it, it dive, it dove into topics like feminism and, um, you know, love and romance and stuff like that. So, It's not something that I would normally watch, um, just because I'm I'm not like a I don't need to watch like romantic stuff. I'm just not that type of person. Um, But I do enjoy that it had like the comedic moments in there, so Uh, it kept me engaged and everything. Of course, there were like choppy moments and stuff like that, but I mean I expected that because it's Spike Lee's first film, Mm -hmm. and I don't know how well it did like in box office or anything like that. But um... let's pull
0: it up. Well, box (laughs) office um so the movie itself actually got a if i could find it oh geez i lost it oh no while, Hold
1: on. while you're pulling that up i'll just say that I, I did give it a uh yeah b plus uh and then the for the rotten tomatoes rating i would say it's probably like 85 for me like knocked down a few points but you know that's probably just because my analysis of the last few moments and the whole scene is still like pretty pretty immature and in, in like, I haven't developed it yet as that that immature. Yeah. Um, so, I, I still need to think on it a little bit more. Who knows? In a week or two, it may go back up. But right now, like, I'm still riding off off the high of what the movie is. And, uh, yeah, I'd I, I, I give it that. Yeah. 25-ish.
0: I would say, so, box office, it made, uh, budget-wise, it was 1075 five. One thousand. One hundred seventy-five thousand dollars, and it made uh 7.1 million in box office so he oh
1: my god spike
0: lee made made some money off of this film and especially <laughs> since now that it's like it's, it's probably got some good royalties on it and it's been on like different types of streaming sites he's probably still he's of course still making money on this hopefully if yeah. he wrote that into the contract correctly um and in <sighs> uh, the movie is <laughs> he said now he can't write contracts on huh? Nah, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, like, you just gotta make sure that that's done correctly. And then in 2019, the film was selected for preservation in the National Film Registry by the by the Library of Congress for being historic, for being culturally, wow. culturally historically, or aesthetically significant.
1: Hmm. I would say it had all those
0: <laughs> culturally,
1: yeah. aesthetically, yeah.
0: And it's got the TV show, which I haven't started yet. I probably right. won't, but you know. It's, it's got Anthony Ramos in it. Yes. I love Anthony Ramos. He's cool. <laughs> yes. We love him. He was Philip And Hamilton. Everything <sighs> is going back to Hamilton. Sure.
1: Dang. <laughs> yep. That's the connection. Uh, so I guess speaking of, since we've uh, finished this episode pretty much, I guess we should mention this is the first episode that's, that we've done, that we've created after our first episode has come out. Yes. So we've recorded one episodes 1, 2 and 3 and then like a bonus episode. Um so this is the first one. So this is the first time like we really get to see any feedback um or receive any. So of course if you have any please let us know and yeah. uh we can incorporate that into our uh podcast as far as you know the flow, the time, you know, anything that you want to see or hear like what, any type of opinions that you want for i don't know why i said c anything you, know you want to yeah. hear uh Eventually, like, maybe one day we'll
0: make this into like an actual like youtube podcast but that no. sounds like work so we're no. not doing that no. <laughs> nope you just don't want to be on camera hey, all right listen, we, we, listen. We, be, we need the monies cool. first the monies. The monies. <laughs> but yeah if you have any sort of opinions we may or may not take them into an account um i'm gonna just keep it real yeah. with you we 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 appreciate it but also like we kind of don't care if you're not doing this with us if you're not putting oh, in the work we- uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like well um, what am i gonna do with this information except not use it um but uh, we appreciate I it anyway
1: listen. i will listen
0: <laughs> he will listen and then he'll like he'll tell me like the, the the general consensus of what it is and then i may or may not further ask for more questions so that's yeah, that's I'm, the way I'm that, that the that'll same. work
1: I'm the secretary that fields all of Scholar's uh, information. So if you want to get to her, you got to go through me. Um, yeah. she's, she's very much the president of this operation. So
0: I'm the big picture want, kind of thing. Did you
1: want, not did you want here. coffee? Donuts?
0: You know, I'm kind you, you of good? thirsty. You're not even wrong about okay, that. Okay. Well, we so. got to <laughs> wrap this up.
1: Skylar's thirsty. <laughs> I got to go.
0: <laughs> got to make sure you all get right. your money's worth.
1: Facts. All right. Well, um. Thanks for listening to this episode of Fullmer Folk. Dang, this, one, this is a long one. People are going to see this and be like,
0: "Eh, yeah. do I want to <laughs> skim it?" Or they're going to be like, "Dang, let's get to the end and see what they do for next week."
1: Right. <laughs> Speaking of what, what percentage are we going to rate it?
0: We oh jeez, we've already had high percentage. We've had medium percentage. We've had low percentage. Well, we're not going to talk about that low percentage. Um, let's go for a medium <laughs> percentage again. Let's do like. I'm with it. You want to do, wait, like,
1: wait, seven... Stay, hold on. Are you say it at the same time? Okay? You say a number, I'm going to say a number.
0: All right? Okay. Three, one, two. two... Well... <laughs> okay, are we doing one, two, three? Or three, two, one, go? Or one, two, three, go? and Or are we going three, two, we're one, doing one, or three, one, two, say it on three. Okay, one, one two,
1: say it on three. Okay.
0: Two. 45. Well, what? Okay. I was going to say 78. <laughs> Uh-oh. Because I didn't know who we were right, saying what's it what's on between? three... What's in between 45, 78. Quick, quick! You know I gotta get a. I gotta grab my calculator. I gotta get the medium oh, calculator. man! Seventy-eight plus forty-three. I don't feel like doing that math. Equals divided by. 10. I said
1: forty-five. I said forty-five. That's
0: sixty. What? I said forty-five. Oh. Well, oh dang it! Forty-five my right. plus seventy-eight. Ugh. Sorry, guys, we're we're going through it. That's sixty-one. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to have anything.
1: <laughs> sixty-one.
0: 61 Let's half? go with sixty-one or sixty-two
1: so 62
0: if you want to go with that let's do that <laughs> are we rounding up or are we rounding down I mean we can round up I guess since you're the STEM student we can round up if that's that's what you're more comfortable with
1: but we can do both we have the technology we have the floor command and we have the ceiling command in Python we can do both
0: oh my god let's okay. Let's all talk right. About Python right now so let's, <laughs> just, um, 62 CDs. let's just commit to 62
1: 62
0: got it yes
1: Alright, well tune in next time, um For a Podcast. We out.
0: Peace out. Enjoy your day. See ya.